Welcome to the Financial Detox Podcast, helping you retire with confidence. Featuring Jason Labram, certified financial planner and founder of Labram Wealth Management. For over 20 years, Jason has shown people how to steer clear of toxic advice, achieve financial peace of mind, and manage their wealth for maximum impact. And now he wants to empower you to do the same. Join Jason and co-host Alex Klingensmith every other week as they simplify the complex, share industry secrets, and provide proven strategies designed to take you from financial insecurity to financial independence. This is Financial Detox. Hi, welcome to the show. This is Jason Labram, your host of Financial Detox, and we are excited to be with you here this week with a great show and a special guest. As normal, you have myself in the studio here with you as the host, and we have Alex Klingensmith, who is the co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, senior wealth advisor at Labor and Wealth Management, all kinds of cool things to talk about, world traveling. He was actually on the show, but you co-hosted the show from Spain a couple of weeks ago. I did. Wow. It was yeah. fun. It was, you know, that was six weeks ago now. It feels like a lifetime ago already, but I assimilated back pretty quickly. I think I'm going to turn around and we're going to be like 80 years old. Wonder what happened. It's going to seem like yesterday. I hope not. That's what everybody says. Oh man. Well, enjoy every day then, right? Exactly. I guess that's the point, man. Make the most of it. Make your money work for you and get financially detoxified so you can uh, maximize your life. Here we go. But we also have in the studio a special guest who's becoming a great friend of ours. And and we've had some mutual guest appearances, right? Yes. Joe Picori. And Joe is not only a professor at UCSD and full-time faculty member at the Rady School of Business, he's also the CFO at Everyday Energy has an enormous amount of his experience in the biotech industry and just an all-around fun guy. Not only intelligent, but always carries a great smile. If you could see him right now, he has maybe one of the best smiles. And uh, he invited me to go down to his classroom and teach. We'll talk about that maybe in a minute, but I don't want to distract from your introduction. But welcome to the show, Joe. Glad to have you. Well, thank you. Get right up there on that mic. Don't be afraid. Give it a kiss, man. (laughs) Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Alex. It's great to be here again. Just a very, very generous uh, introduction. I really appreciate it. And yes, Jason did come to my class and and visit last spring and he was a star. The students loved him. Oh, that's great advice. Uh, I loved it. I was blown away by your, your group of students and the level of intelligence and curiosity. And tenacity. I mean, they were going at it with the, some of the questions that were being thrown. And Jason had to, you know, over, it was like being in a client meeting with 200, I don't know how many students, 100, 150 that day. Yeah. yeah. That were all very smart and interesting. Well, it was interesting to me because as I think back to college and I hope my memory is slightly blurred, but I just don't remember being that intuitive or you know, focused that much. I, I just feel like there was a, a time frame maybe where I wasn't quite as focused as I should have been. But I was also, you know, I got through college and did well and had a great GPA and did my thing and played sports the whole time. But yeah, they just seemed very in tune to what was going on around them. I love how you were doing the contest to yes. see who, which stock could perform the best or mutual fund or something. What was it? Stock they were managing a portfolio and yeah. they got to choose the um, items in their portfolio. And so whoever did the best one and not only did they win they got extra credit so they were pretty engaged they were excited to see the results that would come out every day they had to track the value of that portfolio nice. and bring a report to class every day so when you were there you saw them hand in their report yep and then you could see the highs and the lows in the class when we presented the data or presented the interim results of that day right 
Yeah. People would get all excited or they'd yeah. be like, oh man, my stock's not doing well. Yeah. I'm not going to make it. I remember the one guy who was talking about how he was so glad that he chose an annuity or something because he just couldn't handle the volatility. He's right. like, I don't want it. So I give them a list of various investments. Yeah. And one of them, there's only one that they can choose that will be a guaranteed positive return. It's called the JP annuity. Mm-hmm. And so I gave them 3%, something like that, 3% for the time that we were tracking. And so very few actually choose it. But the one gentleman that you talked to, yeah, Alex, he was very happy. He didn't have to, he could sleep at night. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and it's true because that translates across real clients that we deal with on a daily basis. There are some who don't mind volatility and there's a large group of clients who it really bothers them Mm -hmm. and they cannot get their head around, even though there's an enormous amount of academic and historic evidence to support that the markets will continue to probably move forward over time. There will be dips, there'll be rises, there'll be dips, but they just don't want it. The head does not get around it and that is perfectly okay. There's nothing wrong with it. At Financial Detox, one of the things we focus on is helping people get the right number, right? Get that right target return or that right minimum amount of risk to achieve your goals and objectives. You don't have to oftentimes take as much volatility and risk as you think you do. So it's fun to get people there and get them comfortable so that they can have financial peace of mind and sleep well at night. I agree. I think you want to be an investor. You want to be in the game, but you also have to be comfortable given your risk tolerance. And if you're not, you can then, you know, make, as you say, blunders. Yeah. That's when the blunders come is when you get yourself set up in the wrong position to start with. And when we do our hundred dollar portfolio challenge, which are we offering the hundred dollar portfolio challenge? We yeah, but we do. we talked about changing the name to be less combative. What if we call it yeah. the hundred dollar portfolio adventure? Ooh, <laughs> or I like. Something. I love. Oh, yeah. I am down for an adventure. <laughs> yeah, the hundred. Well, I don't somebody, know. Some consultant was like, "It sounds like you're coming in like arguing or something with people that you actually want to form a relationship with, right?" And <laughs> we don't want to be that. We aren't arguing, and <laughs> no. we're just trying to find the best path. And serve people, right? We should offer it, definitely. Yeah, so that's fun. The $100 Portfolio Challenge, we literally ask if you will share your portfolio with us in the form of a statement, web printout, whatever it is. If we compare that against what we would do for you, because we'll have a brief discussion about Mm -hmm. what's the most appropriate portfolio for you. If we can't show you measurable, meaningful improvement, then we send you a $100 cash Visa card. Go to dinner with your wife or your significant other or whatever. Mm -hmm. We've only given out a total of zero $100 gift cards. Yeah. There was one gentleman who came in who had a really, really well-constructed portfolio. And we oh. actually said, you know what? It's real close. We'll give it to you. And he actually just said, you know what? Thank you for double... He didn't take it because he really That's saw right. the value of the exercise. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. We, Good guy. <laughs> yeah. That was... What a great guy, right? He yeah, was definitely not... now. He turned into a client <laughs> yeah. and he was not taking advantage of the system, but we're happy to give it, right? It's yeah. just, unfortunately, most people construct portfolios And they aren't right. They're not well-suited to them specifically. And that's because either the advisor's not doing a good job if they have an advisor or they've put pieces of the puzzle on the table over the years and there's really no discipline, rhyme, or reason. There's no plan. Which is what Joe... So this is... Right before the show, I was like, we were in your class. We only got to hear a part of the class one day, really. Right. You know, what are you teaching at Radies over there right now? So, well, I teach uh, both accounting classes and personal finance, but the class you all visited was the personal finance class. And that class has become more and more popular over the, I think, six years now that I've taught it. And we cover the basics of financial planning, 
time value of money, which is one of my all-time favorites, you know, to teach the students how money grows exponentially and how you really need to respect that. Budgeting, tracking spending, banking, credit, how to use credit effectively. And then we get into investing. That's when you guys were there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Retirement. And then last but not least, housing. So those are the topics we cover in a 10-week class. And usually it's about a week to a week and a half per topic. And there's projects, there's uh, different assignments, in-class assignments that students, you know, actually will practice. This should be mandatory for every business major, right? This is the graduate level or undergrad? This is undergrad. Yeah. So it's open to all comers across the campus. And I will get uh, a very wide variety of different majors. I mean, I've had dance majors in there who who are going to run a dance studio, right? I've had people who are in the medical field who are going to have a practice. Right. They want to understand how to, uh, you know, run their practice. Well, it's like, I mean, this course should be available for everybody. And maybe what we should do is team up and create this course. I, you know, I'm looking at the success of Dave Ramsey. We're a smart investor pro with Dave Ramsey's program. So when he has callers call in and they refer them to an advisor, we're one of those advisors. Right. And I was talking to Dave Ramsey Solutions team yesterday and talking about the Smart Dollar program, which is a program, an educational program inside of 401k plans that gives people the basically the seven baby steps of Dave Ramsey and you know, pay off your debt, get a thousand dollar emergency fund, then build your real three month emergency fund, start an investment plan, save 15%. It goes through all these really cool steps. I mean, they literally say that to complete all the steps is pretty much about a seven year venture, right? Wow. So, but the course to teach those is a th- two day, three hour course. We should work on that. Yeah, together. that's a good idea. It'd be fun to make it available for adults, make it very web based, very interactive micro learning. So it's palatable because most people's attention span is not that long. And well, I guess my point is adults need it as much as college students need it. It's never too late to learn, right? right. It can always serve you well. I mean, every day I'll, I'll scan the journal, I'll scan the web to see different tips on financial, you know, personal finance. So it's never too late to learn. What kind of tools and resources are you, you know, using in that classroom setting with them to allow them to kind of model like, are we talking about Excel or is it, you know, do you have some sort of software that you're using? Most of the exercises that I will, um, offer to the students are through Excel. Okay. You know, calculate, you know, how much your portfolio would be worth given these, you know, parameters, for mm-hmm. example, calculate a budget. Yeah. And sometimes I'll, I'll split the class into different, um, groups. I'll say, okay, you all are making 40,000 in a year. You all are making 80. You guys are making a hundred. You've got to save 10% of your gross salary. You've got to spend, you know, 25% of your gross salary on housing. And you've got to do these other things. What does your budget look like? And then we talk about how right. the budgets can be very different and how the ones in the lower end are going to struggle more or have to really watch their money. And the ones at the higher end are asking, can I save more? Of course. Yeah. So Excel, short answer. Okay. I also bring in articles and when we answer article questions. Right. Is one of the desired goals at the end of the year to build themselves a financial plan? No, it's, it's not, but that's a really good idea. Maybe we could partner on that because we have a resource and a tool that we might be able to offer to, to you and your, and your faculty or your students, I guess. Right. Just let them go into our financial planning system and they got to build out a financial plan. Yeah. That's, as, that's you a should do idea. it though, as I'm not telling you what to do by any means. <laughs> um, an idea might be to have them look forward and pretend they have that job and they're going and they have some income because in college to create a financial plan for 
it's like, well, I don't make money. A lot of assumptions. It's nebulous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for them. But it's fun to play. And it's also fun to see how it all fits together. Inflation, time value of money, taxes, yep. savings. And we can give them access to the tool so they can do it on a self-help basis. And then they have to create their own report. And the person with the best, most complete financial plan report wins or, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And you grade them based on how well they do. And we could show you the compre. Here's the full blown. This is what it would look like if they dial it. And then you have a, that'd be fun. Yeah. We could of do course. That. that sounds really, really exciting. Well, we have that financial planning tool too. And our listeners of financial detox, you'll get it. I mean, you can get the financial planning tool. Now, if you want to engage us to go through the process with you, you can, but we'll give you the access to the tool for free. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. I almost went into Spanish, didn't I? I was <laughs> going to start speaking Spanish, but I, I can't do that in front of Alex because he's really good at it. Um, 877-707-8889 is one of the ways you can get a hold of us. Mm-hmm. Not that this is a, an advertisement or sales pitch, but call us if you want to get access to the financial planning tool, or you can just really simply shoot an email right to jason at financialdetox.com, jason at financialdetox.com. Anyway, back to the conversation. Sorry, guys. That's No, that's no, good. good. This is, I mean, as we talked about before the show, I think it's so cool that you have this kind of class available to undergraduate. I mean, I don't remember even seeing that when I was at San Diego State or Cal State San Marcos or any of the JCs in the area. Do you happen to know if like countrywide, nationwide, or is this a class that's being offered? Not everywhere. Yeah. But on a fair amount of campuses. It's growing and you can even get a designation right now. You can get a degree in financial planning. That's right. Yeah. You can get a financial planning major, right? Which is awesome. And man, if you get a financial planning major, I think it takes you through at least one or two steps of the CFP. Mm -hmm. And you might even come out with the education for the CFP. And all you have to do is get your three years of experience Mm -hmm. and finalize your degree. So that's good stuff. And I think there's, I don't know, it seems like there's a financial advisor on every corner. But at the same time, I think there is certainly the need for more good financial advisors who are fiduciarily focused, disclosing all their compensation and fees so the client knows what they're paying, when and why. And there's room for more good advisors out there. Plus, the average advisor is something like 58 years old. Yes, Um, there's definitely a generational gap. There's a change going to happen. However, most of the financial advisors aren't very good with their money, so they're all going to have to work till they're 80 to to retire. (laughs) The cobbler's kids has no shoes. Is that how that goes? Speaking of transparency and fees, part of one of the topics of this show, and I love that Joe's here because you're teaching this stuff You know, as a professor in a a very well-known university across the country. There have been three big headlines over the past month or two, really. How about that the market's at all-time new highs today? Dow Jones breaks new highs again. People have been sitting on the sidelines for two years because they think it's going down, and here we are at all-time highs. Would you want to capture that Dow Jones growth, Jason, through the new Fidelity Zero Fund, large cap index fund? Uh, why not? I don't know. Sounds good. Let's do it. <laughs> Zero. So there's no minimum and there's no internal expense. Zero. That's incredible. Literally zero. So it's a great way to get that one piece of your asset allocation. Unfortunately, that isn't a complete portfolio, but it would give you certainly exposure to US large cap stocks. They also have their new Fidelity Extended Market Index Fund. So that's mid and small cap. There you go. So buy both of those. And then you've got the US market covered. Yep. And then they have an international one too. With zero expenses. Zero. So buy that one. And now you've got some international, you're probably not exposed to emerging and small cap international, but close enough. So what's the catch then? I mean, isn't that amazing that Fidelity would do something like this is, they're the first to have a zero cost. Well, they know that once they get you in the door, they can start selling you other products. Yeah. And it's hard to move. There's inertia, right? Once you're in with a brokerage, you generally don't want to move. Yeah. You got to change your accounts, new account numbers, new debit cards, new whatever. Exactly. New statements, new logins. What if you set up your bill pay? 
Right. You know, we custody, <laughs> we custody most of our clients' assets or a lot of them at Schwab. We also use TD Ameritrade, but my stuff is held at Schwab and I have my bill pay set up through that account and everything. I mean, it would be a two day project to try <laughs> and recreate that. Two days. There's only 365 in, in a year. Two would be gone to that. Right. One thing. It's, it's a major effort. So I think that's what they're banking on to some extent. Mm-hmm. For sure. And plus, uh, it's a nice benefit, right? Not everyone's doing it either. So at least it's a competitive advantage at the moment. Yeah. And I mean, there's literally no internal expense and there's no cost for the account. So it's literally no cost. Yeah. Well, but that's the thing Joe and I are talking about. There's no such thing as there's free no lunch. Cost, right. And so if there's no transparent cost, what actually are the potential other things that might be negatives for people here? Well, wait a minute. Let's talk about this too. Sorry. I just thought of something. If I look at that fund, yeah, that fund has a position inside of it. Guess what that position is? So it owns a bunch of stocks, but it also has another thing inside of it. What do you think that other thing inside of it is? I just figured this out. This is why they're doing it. Come on. I don't know. Management fees? No, there's no management fee. What's the one thing that sits next to cash? Amen, brother. There's cash. Guess what Fidelity's doing with the cash? Making money on it. Lots. It's why when you go to Schwab and you go to the IPS program or their SIPS program, Schwab Institutional Intelligent Portfolios, and they go, it's free. And they got the really great commercial. I love the commercial. Uh, the dad, <laughs> yeah. the son walking down the beach and the son's like, dad, where's our money? And he goes, uh, uh, it's with the guy. I have a guy who helps me. Well, and then he goes through the whole thing. Why do you, you don't know how much you pay? What? <laughs> why would you pay him? <laughs> and, uh, and so it's then free, you know, get your account managed for free. Oh, the, the part they decide not to tell you is that there's a 12% ish cash minimum cash. This is another big headline I was alluding to is so Schwab announced this was a year or two ago, actually, but they were one of the first to market with a free quote unquote, quote in quotes, free robo. Right. And that's what Jason's right. talking about. Yeah. So if you're a Schwab client, you can get free automated asset, asset allocation, allocation, investing age the based is, maybe, or based on your it's uh, like model risk based. tolerance. It, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Which is broken, by the way, we can talk about that if we want. Risk tolerance is a broken philosophy and I'll, I will talk about it because I brought it up. So Schwab, I mean, at least they do show you, I guess in this robo, they do show you that depending on which model you fit in, which, you know, zero to 13 or whatever it is, you know, you're going to have a minimum of, I think, 8% cash all the time. You don't have a choice. Like that is forced upon That's you. That's how they get paid. So though they're telling you it's free, it's not really free. Your cost is in that you have a bunch of money in cash earning zero while Schwab lends it out at 7% or 8%. Right. And it's built with really low cost ETFs, most of which are Schwab ETFs. Mm-hmm. So they do make some other money there. Good point. And Joe, you brought up some really good points. I mean, so if you're, you know, a self-directed do-it-yourselfer investor and you decide to, you know, move your money to one of these things, what happens? You know? Yeah, you're losing control. Who knows what's going to happen along the way? How is it going to adjust exactly? And it's probably just based on computer programming, which can be good or it can be bad. And if there's an error or there's a problem, it's going to be really hard to undo it. So I would prefer personally to be able to control it and not put it on robo or auto invest where you, you manage your allocation, you manage the ETFs, and then, you know, as time goes on, you adjust as, as needed. I want to pause for just one second because we have a couple of great people that help us make this show possible. They're the kind of people we like and trust. And so we want you to know who they are. 
Hi, this is Jason Labram, your host of Financial Detox. One of our partners, J.R. Phillips at the J.R. Phillips Group, is the man who can help you with real estate. He's your local North County source for all things real estate. For over 13 years, he's built a business built on trust and referrals where the client always comes first and comes before the commissions. You can check out J.R. Phillips online at thejrphillipsgroup.com. That's thejrphillipsgroup.com. Or give J.R. a call at 866 883 6065. Once again, that's 866-883-6065. Hello. Hey, it's Mark Robertson from Caliber Home Loans. If you're like a lot of my clients, you probably have been led on into a mortgage by a super low rate that didn't exist. I've been doing loans here in San Diego since 2001, and I differentiate myself by giving everybody a, a straight story from the very beginning. If you're somebody who appreciates a very transparent approach and you don't want the smoke and mirrors that comes with the mortgage industry, I'm your guy. You can reach me at 858-401-9353. Again, it's 858-401-9353. Yeah, and the problem with the robo that I see is it's fostering behavioral blunders because people will tend to go in at the top. When it's down, there's nobody there to help them. They're missing that coach aspect. That's right. They're missing that complete picture. And I'm not saying that as a, you got to hire an advisor, but the reality is we talked about it last night at an event. I'm tired, by the way. How about you? We were up late. Um, but, <laughs> it wasn't that late. Um, we were talking to clients at the event and we referred to our prospects, potential clients at the event and, you know, talking about cost and all that. And it's like, look at it professional athletes or world-class top athletes. They are the very best at what they do. But yet in almost all situations, they will have a coach right next to them while they practice. When they play, their coach watches, their coach breaks down the tape, evaluates what they do. Why? It's not because that coach is better. It's not because that coach is clearly not better at the sport than them. The coach clearly isn't, or maybe isn't smarter, but they just have the ability to see it through an unfiltered vision, right? right. A direct, And that's what a financial coach will do is help you make sure that allocation is correct and help you make sure you don't make those behavioral blunders. I fear that when people go into a robo platform thinking they're getting it free and it's not free because of the cash, but then when the market turns and goes down 30% and their portfolio gets down, they're, all they have to do is touch a button and they're out. Right. And then they're selling at the absolute worst time. And then they end up with the average return of investors, which is like 3.9% over 30 years versus the markets at 13. Yeah. The other one, and you guys, this is right on, on topic for this one. I have younger brothers who are, you know, the age of the students that you're teaching, Joe. And they told me about this new fintech, I don't know, three years ago, maybe Robinhood. I heard about Robinhood. Yes. And so what's really cool about that is it's encouraging young people to invest in stocks. What's really dangerous about that is it's encouraging young people to invest in individual stocks. Right. And so you're from a very young age, a very moldable age, you're teaching them to gamble. It's gambling with real money. And then it turns into this, this other, you know, then you got the whole Bitcoin, Ethereum, you know, Coinbase. And, and that's, again, it's just gamifying investing, which it's kind of fun unless it's like real money, you know, and then you're, you can really hurt yourself. Yeah. Speaking of Ethereum, I was looking at it the other day. So Ethereum hit a high of just under $1,400 per share per coin. The recent price is $449. So imagine. If you went from fourteen hundred to four hundred and forty nine, you're down seventy five, eighty percent. Yeah, you lose a thousand dollars in in a short time. So it's interesting. Like, and that was free. So Robinhood. My point was, Robinhood is free. They've figured out a way to make it free to buy and sell stocks. 
I mean, not even Schwab and Fidelity can really, I guess, Fidelity with the zero thing, but you're not buying and selling your own stocks. No, that, that, that's beyond that. Yeah. So there's always a catch, I guess, is the point I hear. Well, it starts charging you after a while, right? They cut out the brokerage changes. So they set up an account. And again, they're just, they're probably actually trading or they may be trading out of their own inventory, right? So they have a bid ask spread. That's one way they could be making money. Lots of ways to make money that they don't disclose. So yeah. people don't, not necessarily talking about Robinhood. I see that as trading as opposed to investing. Yeah, it's a gamble. It's fun. It's like, it's trading. It's not investing. For for investing, I, I look at that as the long-term play, right? Yeah. When you're dealing and you're talking about, you know, what, what sort of return could you expect if you were a buy and hold and, and were a good, um, conscious about your asset allocation, you know, high single digits, low double digits is probably not out of the question. And then when we're talking about fees, fees are something you want to manage. You want to minimize. And uh, I got this analysis that I showed the students that if you save $300 a month for 40 years and you invest it in a 10%, hypothetical 10% investment compounded monthly, that turns into almost $2 million. Nice. So if you were to pay 1% fees and, and get 9% as opposed to 10%, intuitively you'd think, well, I'll get 90%. No. No. It'd be like 1.4 million. So you lose a lot. That 1% or a fraction of a percent can make a huge difference. Conversely, if you went from 10 to 11 in that scenario, you're at 2.6 million. So fees matter. A mm -hmm. percent really matters or a fraction of percent really matters. So it's really important to know what you're paying for and try to pay as little as possible and get the quality investments. Yeah. Right. Well, the, we use a term, all advice is not created equal. Mm -hmm. And Unfortunately, there's a lot of advice out there that is not worth 1%. But there's also advice, I think, at Labor and Wealth Management and the Financial Detox Team of Labor and Wealth Management, we charge, if we start at 1% and go down from there, if we aren't creating 2 3 4% of value a year to our clients on average over time, something's wrong, right? If we're not helping them avoid the great behavioral blunders, if we're not building that portfolio that matches their financial plan, their target rate of return with absolute precision, something is wrong. We are able to add value. And a potential client in a room last night said, how are you going to earn that fee? Like, I mean, how do I track it? How do I know that you're getting value to me, right? What's the benchmark to getting value? I said, well, why don't we very simply start with letting me look at what you're currently doing? Mm -hmm. Because it's very easy for me to show you what we would do. And you say, yeah, I, I was going to do that. You're not doing it. Let's look at what you're doing. And if I can find meaningful way to improve on your current portfolio, well, then there's your benchmark. What you're doing is not working as well as what we are doing for our clients of similar desired rates of returns. And I said, never mind the fact that we're going to help you avoid great behavioral blunders. We're going to create a financial plan. We're going to let you maximize your lifestyle and know with inflation, taxes, investment rate of return, real estate, every aspect of your financial life, we're going to be able to guide you and shape it. We're going to help you execute tax loss harvesting. We're going to rebalance your portfolio with absolute precision based upon tolerance bands to the asset class. So all those things, just assume those are free. Let's just look at straight up the portfolio. If I can't add value, I mean, it's not that hard to benchmark and see if an advisor is doing a good job for you. But if your advisor has a portfolio that I met with a dear client and friend this week and he has a good amount of money with us. And he has some money with another advisor. And I have insight into that portfolio because he has it linked up on our system. I can see all the holdings. It's terrible. 
it doesn't make any sense. There's no discipline. There's no structure. There's randomness throughout. With 21 years of experience doing this, I can look at that portfolio and go, these advisors are not even looking at this portfolio once a quarter. They've just bought stuff that seemed like the right thing to buy at that time, and they've let it percolate. They don't have any idea what's in this client's portfolio. It's just bizarre. So I think we're finally going to get 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 him fixed overall. But you know, there's a lot of advisors who don't do that. I did a study back in the day at two major firms that I worked at where we studied how many positions the average advisor in the office had in their book of business, their clientele. How many different stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs did they have? And the number was bizarre. I mean, they had over 500 positions on average. Some had as many as thousands of positions across their clients. There's no way they can manage this. There is no way. So they are doing a very ineffective job helping their clients. So it's really important to find the right person. And, And that's the hard thing is clients used to come to brokers what were called brokers at that time to get information because there was no information available, right? You couldn't even trade 30 years ago. You couldn't buy a stock on your own. You have to buy a hundred shares at a time, right? Well, not only that, but you couldn't buy a stock. You had to go through a brokerage That's house. Right. Now we are not brokers. We're financial advisors and you, people come to us to sift through the massivity of information that is so often bad and get to what is truly worthwhile to spend your time on and worthwhile to think about. So again, you can maximize your returns. But anyway, interesting. Oh, I wanted to talk about, sorry to go on, but the risk tolerance thing. Yep. So let's think about this, right? And this is a, an iteration that came about 20 years ago, right? We're going to find out our risk tolerance. And it was kind of in the evolution of creating asset allocation and modern portfolio theory, which goes back further than that. But you design a questionnaire that helps a client or an investor figure out what is the maximum amount of risk you could possibly tolerate? Like, at what point do you capitulate? At what point do you not sleep? At what point do you just lose it and sell everything and go to cash? That's what a risk tolerance questionnaire does. It finds out how much risk you can tolerate. And then, almost automatically, without thought, a portfolio is developed that will ultimately deliver that amount of risk that is going to make you capitulate at some point. (laughs) It is a totally broken process. It does not make any sense at all. As opposed to looking at your assets and your liabilities and your resources, looking at all of your future expenses that you have to pay and the things, the reasons why you have money. Why are you saving it? Why do you have it? To solve for future expenses and future desires, right? So how about we figure out what rate of return we need to achieve the things we want to achieve? Or how do we achieve what we want to achieve with the least amount of volatility as opposed to find out how much volatility we can tolerate and then give ourselves that volatility where eventually we're going to just totally screw it up. I agree. Crazy, right? Yeah. But nobody talks about that, really. I mean... Yeah, I usually ask my students, who's comfortable losing 20%? Very few hands go up. Who's comfortable losing 10% in a year? And more hands go up. And then when I say, how about 5%, then most of them are like, okay. But you know what's funny about that? I bet if you you surveyed those and you asked them about Robinhood and they all started investing, they would buy individual stocks and they would have a 100% stock portfolio concentrated to a few stocks. They're liable to go down 50%. Right. And yet they just said they can't even go down 20. So you talk about capitulate, which then creates the behavioral blunder. This is the problem. And this is hopefully the message that financial detox is bringing to people is to think differently about it, You know, to think holistically about financial planning and whatnot. I agree. The risk tolerance approach you mentioned is, is, I think, very sound. 
You're right. Let's find out what our target rate of return is as opposed yeah, to risk. Work time. backwards. Start yeah. with the end in mind, right? Right. And, and go backwards. That right. makes perfect sense. What else, Alex? You had a whole host of things we were going to talk about. No, we're almost out of time. I told Joe, Joe's like, I got two things I know that would be great. We've had, I mean, I thought Joe had been on the show maybe three or four times, but I guess this is just number two. Number two. It's just easy to have a conversation with Joe. Joe's easy to have. A, Joe, what else do you think? Anything else you think is worthwhile of, as we get to a wrap up here? I want to give you know, some real tangible takeaways as we summarize or, you know, last minute takeaways for our listeners to not only hear the conversation and the dialogue with a super intelligent professor who's a great guy who You're being runs generous. businesses Thank you. and has been in the biotech industry. And I mean, that's a fun conversation, but I think the takeaway for our clients or for our listeners is to get a plan, to understand what your target rate of return is to accomplish your goals, not your risk tolerance to be aware that all advice is not created equal. Mm -hmm. Also think about the fact that when somebody's offering something free, businesses don't exist and have offices and furniture and staff because they aren't making money. That does not happen. Okay. The government can't just print more money and give it to you and print more money and give it to you. It doesn't happen. It comes from somewhere. So what's free or seems free is probably not. Right. What else? It's too good to be true. Well, I, I think it all starts with really good financial habits. This is all about behavior. Start by living below your means. Always spend less than you make. And then once you have that going and you have a good budget, you understand where your money's going, then it's time to be an investor. And then it's time to be a smart investor. Yep. It's time to, you know, uh, hire labor and wealth management. <laughs> yeah. And there's some other people out here around who do it well too. So yes. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, be smart about your money. And think about your 401k and that, you know, the number of people should be saving is probably on average is about 15%. And the number most people are saving is around two or three. Right. And I think everyone should take advantage of free money. If you're in a situation where your company's offering a free match, take every single dollar. Yeah. That's free money. Yeah. You know, when I used to have a 401k and a 401k match, we would put in up to 6% and we'd get 3% for free. That's a 50% return. Right. That, that's incredible. Right. <laughs> Why would you ever pass that up? So it's super important. I mean, I know people don't want to, especially young people when they're starting to put money in a 401k, but it's the best time to do it. Right. They don't want to, but it's the best time to do it. Right. Cause you have all those years of compound interest. Decades, decades. And it makes a difference in compound interest. The whole investing thing is it's not supposed to be a lot of fun. It's supposed to be discipline. It's work. It takes structure. But as that compound interest starts, it's slow at first. It's slow. It gets a little more. You almost start to notice it. And then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, Yeah, this is the real deal. It's a snowball rolling down the hill. Right. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. And it's a great gift if you set yourself up well. And that's what I try to impress upon my students. Your, your 20s is so important. Get those habits going. Make sure you save. Make sure you take advantage of free matches. And just you know, be smart with your money. Yeah. Great stuff. Joe, it's always great to have you. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a we're, pleasure. We're privileged and lucky to have you as a guest and a regular guest on Financial well, thank you. Detox. Thank you. And we look forward to getting back in your classroom yes. too. Yes. Open, Thanks, it, open invitation. You guys, be cool. it'll be great to have you back. I'll, I'll be teaching that course in the winter again. All right. Awesome. Well, we're, we're going to wrap it up right here. This is Jason Labram, your host of Financial Detox. If you want to get a hold of us, give us a call at 877 8 Eight nine. Once again, eight seven 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 zero seven 
8889. And you can also send an email directly to my inbox at jason at financialdetox.com. That's jason at financialdetox.com. Thank you so much as always for listening. We love it if you like our podcast and provide feedback. And thank you again so much for being a listener of Financial Detox. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the Financial Detox team at Labrum Wealth Management and get access to today's show notes, transcript, and resources, visit financialdetox.com. Call Jason and the team at Labrum Wealth Management. If you're ready for Financial Detox and a better tomorrow, call 877-707-8889 and get answers to your questions. That's 877-707-8889. And if you liked what you heard, be sure to hit the subscribe button. That way you'll be automatically notified about upcoming podcasts. Thanks again for being part of our community and for taking one more step toward financial peace of mind. The content of this podcast is provided for informational purposes only. It should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any types of securities. Mr. Labram and Labram Wealth Management are not responsible for the consequences of any decisions or actions taken as a result of information provided in this podcast and do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information provided. The information discussed today reflects the views of Mr. Labram and his guests as of the date of this show and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Any forward-looking statements or forecasts are based on assumptions and actual results may vary from any such statements or forecasts. No reliance should be placed on any statements or forecasts when making an investment decision. Accordingly, listeners should not rely solely on the information provided today in making any investment decision. There is a risk of loss from investing in securities, including the risk of loss of principal. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will be profitable or suitable for a particular investor's financial situation or risk tolerance. Asset allocation and portfolio diversification cannot assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses. 